Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways... You can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back? Redbubble.com slash people slash dumb dumb dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of of the Chronicle, and all round the spooky dude. Ah, 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 ah. The LGS infiltration has begun, 
Everett used what he knew of sniper tactics to cover Iris, Ridley tried and failed to sneak through the woods, and Iris gave blackmail material to Seth and branded her arm, joining a cult to figure out what's going on. Um, Iris, you are in the mansion of Seth Hazlitt, the uh, founder and CEO of Gimme, uh, and you've just allowed yourself to be branded um, by the, I have to look at it every damn time, uh, the Ludum Gravissima Society. Um, but the good news is, having given them blackmail material um, revealing the uh, location of Gordon Stevenson's body, quote, quote, as well as your involvement in his disappearance, um, Seth has, uh, has welcomed you with, with open arms and, and great excitement into um, the LGS. Uh, you grit your teeth slightly as he uh, pontificates about how the, the cleansing nature of the pain of the brand and how it'll, it'll you know, it's, it's, you handled it remarkably well, but like, you know, uh, the pain will fade, but, but the enlightenment and the, the spark of, and like, it's just, it, it didn't, it like it, it dully hurt because, you know, vampires, but um, yeah, it's already starting to heal. Like, this is this is some bullshit, um, but you are enjoying the the kind of look of awe he has at, at how much of a badass you were taking. Now, here's the question: Did you feign a scream or anything, or were you mostly just disgusted and frustrated by the whole affair? Oh, I was pretty blasé and like, yeah, an hour. <laughs> Great. So, uh, so yeah, he's looking at you like you're a stone cold badass. Well, she, she's she like she's over it. She's she's really over this shit with him. Just like, can we just? I just want the information. I'm making this yep. really difficult. So he brings you into the grand hall, um, and you can see it's it's um, sort of a massive um, sort of dining hall um, that's been set up for cocktails. So um, the main table has been removed, um, and there's sort of hors d'oeuvre tables everywhere. Um, there are fancy bartenders, uh, both male and female, wearing remarkably few clothes, uh, but all of whom are just delightful-looking snacks, uh, operating from behind uh, the various bars. Um, and the whole place has, a, has like, um, there's an air of excitement uh, and a buzz. There's um, sort of a, a singer um, who is uh, just belting out kind of like beautiful lounge tunes. Um, there's a, a woman on the piano. Uh, both of them are blindfolded. But, you know, at this point, of course they are. Um, and uh, you're welcomed in. You can see a bunch of people, as I said, dressed in a variety of different outfits. Um, you notice uh, in, in kind of um, the way people in the background of the Oscars often are, you see faces you vaguely recognize that you know you, that basically uh, you see enough of them to know that they're famous, but you don't really know for what necessarily. Um, you're from a quick eyeball. This is like a C list celebrity party, which also grates you a little bit because you were enthusiastically invited. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, people kind of like, you see some cocked eyebrows as you enter, um, but also some like knowing nods. Like you see, um, uh, a lady who's a celebrity chef that you've seen as a judge on various uh, food shows just kind of like give you like a, a like a, a pleased but knowing like nod and a wink um, and um, Seth uh, brings you through um, so um, he uh, he like clinks a glass uh, and everyone kind of falls silent um, and uh, he, he just announces like uh, everyone everyone please uh, just a moment of your time um I promised you that I had something extra special planned this evening. And as you know, tonight is a very uh, special evening all around. Um, but I would like to introduce the newest member 
of our of our fair society. Uh, former poet laureate Iris Dunn, and there's again like some some like there's a couple of like over energetic. He had to Oops. mention the foreign the former. He did, uh, <laughs> but everyone uh, applauds, um, and uh, you you're suddenly swarmed by well wishers, um, smiling and nodding. Um, so Iris, looking around the room as all of this is happening to you, um, nothing seems completely out of the ordinary yet. Um, again, you're surprised by the caliber of people who are here, who all have presumably, and as you start to look for it, you can see a few of them are very proudly displaying, like they've actually like cut out part of their, uh, tuxedo so that the, the brand is, is shown. Um, you see a, a variety of people, um, but, uh, in terms of like, in this sort of cocktail hour space, there isn't anything like you don't see like <laughs> a big sign that says we're going to go hunt some people right now um, or anything of, of that sort. Um, that said, you do have uh, a few minutes, um, he says, before the main event kicks off um, and basically says, um, uh, Iris, you've uh, you've joined us on a particularly special night. Uh, this is a yearly tradition um, of the LGS and one that we, we look forward to as, as a moment of tremendous renewal uh, and excitement and energy. Um, this is the evening of the wild hunt. And um, this, this is going to come as a bit of a surprise to you, but I, I, I just need you to trust, trust me as, as your sponsor on this. Um, but there is no uh, greater uh, sense of, of renewal and vitality um, than that of, of uh, defeating an opponent in, in, a, in a fair hunt. Um, and uh, as humans have done throughout time, uh, the, the thrill of the chase uh, as well as the, the capture is, is unparalleled. So um, one of the things that we do as a society is gather together to experience this collectively and together and then to uh, celebrate with a feast. So I do ask you to keep an open mind. Um, and, you know, if you're not up to kind of hunting the, the, the big trophies just yet, that's, that's fine. There's a variety of, of things that will be loosed. Uh, into the woods, but if you truly are seeking the high that you no doubt felt uh, dealing with the good professor, um, well, there will be some some targets afoot that perhaps uh, you will enjoy. Um, now, I understand you probably didn't come prepared for a hunt, so we do have some hunting gear you can choose from, but feel free to ask around. Um, people, ev Everyone's first hunt is different. Um, we've had some people be very successful, we've had some people fail tremendously, but either way, um, the, the overall experience will, will be quite renewing and I'm sure will inspire you to write so many more of, of your wonderful poems um, and perhaps reclaim your rightful spot at the top of the charts. So please, uh, make yourself at home, greet some people, and um, the hunt will be getting underway soon, so if you'd like another drink, make sure to grab it now, but uh, don't fill up on appetizers. You're really going to want to save room for the main course. Uh, and then he fades away into the crowd. Oh boy. Um... I mean, I guess I have to try to find better clothing because this if I need to go outside and run around in the woods, this ball gown's not going to help. Everyone's going to run around in, in the ball gowns. They'll give you some boots, uh, but uh, everyone is, is going hunting as... You get the sense this might not be as, as fair a contest as, as Seth is, <laughs> is pitching to. <laughs> it's not a gladiator arena. This is like when they fought Nero and they're like, you have to lose. Yeah, th this is like a real gladiator fight where they're like, your weapons are blunt and you're drugged. Good luck. Oh boy. Uh, fight you, Commodus. I kill you. Um, 
Meanwhile, Everett, um, you have lost sight of uh, of Iris. You saw her and Seth enter this large room, um, but there are so many people inside milling about that it's very difficult to get a, a bead on her specifically. That said, um, you can um, you can hear some kind of commotion um, coming from the far side of the building, uh, over where Ridley identified the stables to be. And I'll just shut me like, hey, and so I'm fucking back. You okay, see you her? Are back. Okay. Uh, no, she's, uh, she's gone somewhere else in the mansion. I, I can't see her through any of the windows. Okay, well then I think we should go around back, because it's clear that they got something fucky going on. There's assholes wandering around and people moving boxes. I'm betting if they go out, the big show's going to be out back. All right, show me where the stables are. Perfect, I'm going to show you the fucking quietest way to get there. <laughs> it's the same fucking path through <laughs> trees and bushes and shit. Gotcha, just punching your way back. Um, okay, so in terms of timelines, um, we're going to say that all of this is happening roughly concurrently. Uh, like Iris's timeline's a little bit sped up just because there's more talky bits happening, but um, you guys are kind of looping around pretty much as the, the hunt is about to begin. Um, Iris, uh, I'm going to say you get three major actions you can take in this uh, sort of um, ballroom cocktail lounge space. Um You've been informed that you will be given a weapon and uh, appropriate footwear for the hunt. Um, but beyond that, you don't have a lot of details. So this party, like a lot of people milling about, um, there's serving staff. Um, the bartenders aren't blindfolded. Uh, it's just the musicians. Um, but what, uh, what do you think, what are the three things you'd like to try and accomplish in this space? You don't have to do three, but you have the option of up to three. I'd probably take stock of who I know that's there. Okay. At the bare minimum. Okay. Um, s- probably talk to a bartender and see if I can get them to confide any information. Because I don't mm-hmm. really want to be inquiring too deeply with people I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, people that seem like they have got some power and some stake in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd probably... I mean, just to be safe, I'd probably try to barter my way into a better weapon. Oh, okay. I don't really trust them to give me the good ones. Okay. That's very wise. (laughs) Um, Okay. So quick scan of the room for people you know. Um, It's people you may have attended a party with at some point, but no one that you know personally. Um, Anybody that I'd feel comfortable talking to, like that I um, might trust? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like you could talk to uh, the celebrity chef. Uh, her name is uh, Cannoli Carson. <clears throat> Definite C list name. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she's got like a show called Cannoli Cooks. Um, but uh, you you notice that she's uh, she has a, you remember that she has a reputation, kind of like a bad reputation, um, because she once had a guest on who asked her why she doesn't cook pasta. And she kind of lost her mind. So, you know, it's a real sore spot around her. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, Cannoli Cooks, it's like a, yeah, like a degrade food channel show. Like, when they run out of other things, they're like, oh, we're out of diners, drive-ins, and dives to show. Here's Cannoli Cooks. And she's like, today we're going to learn how to make an omelet. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you can talk to her. Um, she, uh, she is like a uh, sort of a Kellyanne Conway type. Ew. So um, just like very sharp features, um, uh, kind of like a, a constant grin that has no joy in it. 
It's a practice. Um, it's, it's like, it's a, this yes. is how a robot practices to smile. Yeah, it was like I watched Joaquin pull his mouth out once, and I did the same thing and then tried to keep mm-hmm. it there. So smiling like Eric Trump. Yeah, 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 just just a blank smile. Um, so uh, you see her talking to a couple people. Um, you notice uh, there are some politicians you, you've definitely seen from TV. You're not sure if they're local councillors or, or what, um, but uh, definitely um, sort of Montreal political types. Um, <clears throat> other than that, uh, again, like people, the, the nice thing is you you might actually be the most famous person here. Mm. So you can pretty much talk to whoever you want and they will not necessarily give you secret information, but they'll definitely take your call, if that makes sense. So I, I would say... Although I might, it, like, I don't know if this would work, but I might wait to see who's, who's the first person to come talk to me. Because I feel yeah, like I'm maybe the most intimidating person in the room in terms of notoriety. Yeah, it de- it's definitely strange. This is a big get. This would be like Scientology celebrating the arrival of John Travolta, being like, we finally got one. And then Tom Cruise shows up and they're like, we got a better one. I feel like um, I would just like, because I'm like the queen of projecting a little bit, I just kind of take my drink and wander around as if, and like kind of put out the vibe as like, I dare you to come talk to me. Okay, so you'll be well, approached by the coolest person or the slimiest exact, wiener of the party. One of the yeah. two. Well, I'm just interested to see who does it first. Let's let's roll for it, Miles, and see see what what that comes of. So give me a uh, if you could give me charisma and can I give you charisma? Let's go with. Um, are you trying to be intimidating? Are you trying to be alluring? Or are you just trying to be high status? Probably, I mean, each one's going to bring more people. Probably intimidating. Intimidating? Okay. So uh, I want to see who, I want to see, yeah, please. I want to see who's the most ballsy of the. This, this is just, you're just going full um, Regina from, Regina George from Mean Girls. Like, yeah. I'm just going to walk through as though I own the place and see who. See who has the balls to come talk yeah. to me. Yeah. Because that means that they consider themselves an alpha and I would like to know who that is. Howdy, I'm Everett Fry. I'm taking a little break from solving vampire crimes to talk to y'all about the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can support these fine folks that bring you this show and other shows at a number of different levels. Well, hell, for just $1 a month, you get access to the patron-only Discord. Now, I don't know what a Discord is, but it's my understanding that it's a place where a bunch of the fans gather and hang out, and it's quite active. Hell, even some of the cast members show up on there, and they're quite active too. So if that uh, tickles your fancy into something you'd be interested in checking out, well, just head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. What the hell's a Patreon? Hey, friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dumb dumbs and dice. Yes, I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right, that address that I totally just said. Go there, 
join Dum Dums and Dice. Support the show. It's going to be great. Three successes. All right. Uh, so, Ryan, to your question, not the sleaziest wiener. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, sorry. Four. I thought it was a one. That's four successes. Definitely not the sleaziest wiener. Um, all right. So, um, a, uh, a lady um, approaches you, and um, she, it's, there's a definite game recognized game. Um, where she, her style is completely different than yours, but you can tell that she basically used the same tactics you did. Um, she's got like a real, um, uh, like a real Grace Jones vibe. Um, just like pure confidence. Um, people seem to kind of quietly get out of her way. She's in great shape. Um, so she's like physically imposing, even though she's shorter than a lot of the people who are here. Um, you notice that she's wearing um, sensible, though still stylish, flats uh, rather than heels. Um, and uh, she's wearing a, um, uh, for lack of a better term, a fashion romper. <laughs> so it's um, it's stunning. It, she walks like she should be on a runway. Uh, and uh, she just kind of um, struts over to you. Um, and uh, she's got um, a glass of, of champagne in each hand. Um, and, uh, she just extends one to you as she approaches and, uh, she says, um, Iris Dunn, it is my absolute pleasure to meet you. And it seems that already my associates here have failed at, uh, providing you with the most important part of these evenings, liquid courage. And she, uh, she hands you the, um, champagne flute. Oh, thank you. It's, uh, it's nice to see that someone's observant like that. <laughs> yes, well, um, I think the the more you talk to some of these folks, you'll notice how many heads are up, how many asses. But, <laughs> you know, um, such is the way of these things. Um, that said, uh, I I hope uh, that uh, that you'll you'll find this this evening as as cleansing spiritually as as I do. Uh, sorry, this and is tremendously rude of me. My name is uh, Lily von Stoop, uh, and it is a uh, an absolute pleasure to to make your acquaintance. Um, you likely don't know me, and that's entirely fair. Uh, I work in real estate, so if you need a house, I'm your gal. Uh, in fact, I was uh, one of the people responsible for uh, landing this beautiful estate in the hands of a tech douche, uh, <laughs> which I truly regret with every fiber of my being. Um, seeing a Roomba clean these halls just really cuts me to the core. Lily, I like you. Well, thank you, Iris. I've been a large fan of your work for for some time. Um, And then she she kind of, like, gets a little bit bashful and then um, just kind of kicks one of her flats off and uh, gestures to the um, uh, sort of uh, instep arch of her foot. And uh, you can actually see one of your lines uh, is tattooed there. Um, and she's like, I, uh, I try and keep motivational phrases where at hand, or in this case, I guess at foot. Um, and, uh, this one's always meant a lot to me. So, uh, I put it on my foot because people at first told me that I shouldn't be a professional with tattoos, but you know, Fuck em. it's 2020. <laughs> Fuck them. Um, in any case, uh, you've joined us on a real strange night. You, you ready for this? I suppose I have to be at this point. It's a, uh, it's a lot. I'll tell you. Um, but the trick, and I'm sure you already got the official speech from Seth. He, he drank the Kool-Aid pretty hard. Um, no, Seth's been 
pretty uh, pretty quiet about everything that's happening. I don't feel pretty r- really prepped, which I'm a little pissed off about. Ah, okay. Um, so perhaps I can help with that. So she drags you over to the window. Um, this is around the time Everett and um, Ridley, when you two have met back up and it begins sort of crawling around to, around the corner. Um, so she she takes you to the edge and kind of opens. Um, there are massive doors leading out onto the the grounds um, that are that are open, and she uh, gestures out uh, to the stables and she says. Um, so part of the, the wild hunt is about um, all of us who uh, try and act as forces of good in the world um, really, truly re- re-energizing ourselves uh, and our minds and our spirits. Because as you know, if, if you don't, this, this world will eat you whole. <laughs> it's a terrible wording on my part based on what we're about to do, but you, you know what I mean. In any case, um, we have... Um, one of the things the society does is collect um, all manner of creature... Um, and release them into the woods. And then it's up to us to track them down, hunt them, um, and perhaps best of all, um, we, nothing goes to waste. So whatever you kill uh, is your meal. And you can choose to share it with people or not. People get very competitive about sort of the, the big targets. Um, but having hunted, killed, and consumed the flesh of a creature... You gain its vitality, you gain its its energy, and, and it adds to yours. And it's a small price, I think, for, for these creatures to pay um, for the good that we're able to do in the world um, as, as luminaries. And the society is, is very old. Um, you know, this is a tradition that, that's gone on for years. Um, but uh, it's important, Iris. And it may be a little bit distasteful at first, hence the, the liquid courage. But i got to tell you, when you sink your teeth into human flesh for the first time and you just think about the experiences that, that, that this meal has had from, from birth to now um, you really you, you sing with the voice of all humanity and it, it truly is a, an enriching experience so keep an open mind um, honestly it just kind of tastes like pork if it's done right and honestly cannoli does a pretty good job with, uh, with prepping the meals um, so just don't don't think too hard about it right now. It's more something to reflect on as you go. I just had a vi- and honestly, we have seminars and stuff about it. It's you know you have to get over the little mental bump, but like once you do, there's nothing like it. I just sidebar. I just had a really disgusting vision of a human meat cannoli. Ugh. I mean, world of darkness. Mm. Say, hey, don't worry, she doesn't cook. Pasta. She doesn't cook cannoli. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so um, with that, um, she kind of like pats you on the shoulder. Um, and uh, here's the question. Do you try and ditch her to go talk to the bartender and barter for a better weapon? Or do you bring her with you? Is she kind of your, your person now? I'd probably bring her with me. Okay. So I will say that will likely cut off your ability to ask the bartender any like real deep probing questions. Um, so what would you like to ask the bartender? Um... I'd probably want to make sure that the staff is here on their own free will and they're not, like, being held captive. Okay, yep. The staff seemed thrilled. Like, okay. this guy's like, oh, he's like, honestly, one night of work, I make more than I make in a year. It's fantastic. All my friends and I love coming to this place. No one tells us anything. We don't ask. We just get a bunch of fancy people drunk. And honestly, I've worked weddings that were sloppier than these. So, like, power to them. And then I it's probably... It's weird that they go, like, shoot the fancy animals in the woods. But, you know... 
I'd, fuck tigers. They'd kill me too. So fuck them. I'd probably ask if you any, had any good like gossip or social climbing like rungs that I should be looking out for because the bartenders hear everything. So I just want to know if there's like any people that are like fighting or if there's any specific people that he knows that I should be buddying up to. Uh, can you go ahead and roll me a um, manipulation and persuasion check, please? And sorry, Everett and River, Rivley, Jesus, Ridley, we'll get back to you in like two seconds. Just yeah. Splitting the party always has... We're good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hunting and eating humans is, you know, I'm here for this content too, so... <laughs> Yeah, I forgot how excited you always get to solve when the mystery gets solved. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's just like, oh, clear black and white uh, villains, perfect. No more, <laughs> no more mystery, no more ambiguity. I don't know Tyler, why I just play a detective. I'm terrible. They're at it. bringing joy the to the world with their mediocre businesses. <laughs> Three successes. God damn, Miles, you were rolling on fire today. Yeah, well, you're picking all of my stats with the high number of dice. You didn't go hunting in the woods yet. Uh, <laughs> slightly different roles. Uh, wicked. Okay. So, yeah, the bartender um, definitely spills some tea. Um, yeah, yeah. He points out that um, perhaps the, uh, the sort of most scandalous thing that he personally has seen um, is that the mayor is here. Um, and uh, he was, he was kind of surprised because uh, the, the mayor seems like a real stodgy old guy. Uh, he points to just kind of um, uh, a large, uh, gray-haired fella um, who is uh, very boisterously uh, laughing with uh, with uh, Cannoli Carson and a couple other people. Um, he's wearing just like an off-the-rack suit, uh, and you can tell by the way the crowd around him reacts that like everyone has to kind of indulge him um, a little bit. But um, yeah, so he's uh, he's he's laughing um, and. Uh, and chatting with people. The other big drama is um, that uh, there's a, a lawyer here tonight who is getting just wicked trashed. Um, and um, this is kind of like bartender favorite gossip, which is like he's been ordering triples all night and he's been here for a bit. <laughs> um, so he points out a guy who is um, wearing a very expensive, um, uh, slightly more classical cut, um, tuxedo, so he's got like the gold watch chain. Uh, it's a gray, like um, sort of like a slight gray suit. Um, impeccably dressed, but slightly disheveled, so everything's just a little bit off now. Uh, he's clearly been at it for a while. Um, this guy looks like um, uh, the dude from uh, Devil Wears Prada and The Mentalist, like super handsome yeah. blonde guy. Know exactly who you mean. Yeah. Uh, wacky eyebrows, otherwise just like super handsome. He was also, I believe, in special delivery or some such which was like you get tomorrow's paper today great show anyway uh so it's him so just like a, a very handsome uh blonde guy who is definitely like pretty sweaty a little bit trashed um she's like uh and so the bartender says yeah um uh he uh he insists that i call him uh, mr brooks which i think is very funny uh, because when the mayor tells you to call him by his first name and some fucking lawyer comes over and tells you to call him by his last name, it's pretty weird. Anyway, Mr. Brooks has really been knocking him back. Uh, he keeps muttering something about, um, uh, just like, uh, you know, this is what you get, you son of a bitch. And then he takes a drink. It's so weird because he keeps ordering two. So he order triples and he orders another one and he just keeps lining them up, clinking his glass against them, drinking, and then he stumbles back into the crowd. It's very strange. 
Well, that's... Brooks and Mann are our lawyers oh, we're boy. looking for. Yes. Well, um, that's very, very helpful. Do we tip them? Can we tip them? Is there a tip jar? Or yeah, are they yeah. like... There, I mean, there isn't, but he practically has his hand out. I know, but I feel like... Do I have a phone on me? Um, Probably not. They would have not. taken your phone. Yeah, Guillermo would have taken your phone. Because I, I, I would have been like, hey, I'll, I'll Venmo you some money. <laughs> give me your, give me your code. That's pretty funny. Um... Okay, I mean, the bartender so, could still give you the code. I was gonna give say, give me your Venmo yeah, code, and I'll give you he a just hefty gives, tip. Oh my god, that's so funny! Yeah, all right, he gives you his fucking like transfer code, and he's like, "Thank you, ma'am. Don't forget to tip late tonight." Um, <laughs> and then he uh, he slides you your drink. Um, so um, Lily is able, uh, I think, because you rolled so high on that, and you've chosen to keep her kind of on side. Uh, she's able to, to hook you up with better stuff. So when uh, the time comes, it's like Laser Quest. There's just like a rack of weapons for people who didn't bring their own. Um, she immediately waves off like the, the shitty things they're trying to give you. Um, here's a question. Do you take a um, a scoped rifle or do you take a um, like a sports um, hunting bow? Both will be very easy for you to use. Um and when I say like a sports hunting bow, I'm talking like the one with all the little wheels and stuff, so there's really no tension recurve. on it. Yeah. Yes. Recurve. Thank you. Yeah. The one you have to upgrade to in Tomb Raider is specifically what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, I'd probably take the bow because that's badass. Cool. I think I've just realized I'm just a bunch of pop culture references in a trench coat. Yeah. But, you know. It's, <laughs> Me too, man. It's good. Well, why do you think um, I married okay. you? <laughs> so you take the recurve bow um, and um, you're just starting to get equipped um, when you hear uh, a bunch of commotion outside um, and um, Seth runs by uh, being like, don't worry everyone, uh, everything's going according to plan. Uh, and then you see him just grab Guillermo and he's like, blow the fucking horn. Um, meanwhile, outside, um, the two of you, uh, Everett and Ridley, have made your way around to the, the side of the, um, the mansion. And sure enough, uh, there is big commotion happening at the stables. Um, and you actually see um, a a shock of um, orange and black, um, like a sort of a large cat um, dash into the woods, um, as well as uh, the kind of um, pale white flesh of a, of a Caucasian fellow dashing into the woods at, at high speed, um, completely naked aside from running shoes. Um, and you hear um, there's a bunch of staff wearing Patagonia vests just being like, oh, shit fuck um and uh you can see that one of the stable doors seems to be knocked off its hinges and um it seems that some of the captives are escaping into the trees <clears throat> uh wow uh, <laughs> uh okay so it's a hunting club and i got fucking naked people running into the woods along with i think that was a tiger i was honestly surprised to see the tiger more so than the people <laughs> I was fairly certain we were getting into a a people hunting kind of cult. Well, I think that's fucking Tiger official. completely threw me. So, here's the nice thing. I just want to throw this out there. But if we've got a bunch of rich cunts in the woods hunting people, I can hurt as many people as I want and I don't have to feel bad about it. Hurt is fine. We shouldn't kill too many people. These are high-profile individuals. You know what? But remember, we're here on a case. I think I'm going to have my thing, and you're going to have your thing. And at the end of the day, we're going to do some good. 
you know. <laughs> you need to be careful, though. All right, remember the masquerade. Remember what we're here for. Yeah, I'll just can't have... Don't, you can't be ripping people's heads off and draining their blood is what I'm saying. I'll make it look like a tiger. Okay, let's fucking do this. So, if we go into the woods, we can get out in front of where the people go. We could save the people. I don't know, try to choke out a tiger or something. Hopefully it keeps running. And then we can hunt the hunters. You shoot anybody who's good with a gun and I'll rip the face off of whoever isn't. I was about to say that sounds good, but it really doesn't. But it's our only plan, so... Yeah, sounds good. Um, <laughs> get up in there. And then uh, you see um, uh, the the guy with the man bun, Guillermo, run outside, uh, and he's holding an iPhone in one hand and a Bluetooth speaker in the other. Um, and you see him fumble and then push a button, and out of the Bluetooth speaker, you just hear, bum, bum. Um, and then uh, the uh, the people at the stable are like, oh shit, they blew the horn! Um, and they crack open the doors and just start dragging people into the woods. Um, you can see there's a number of, of people being kind of herded in. Uh, and then, like, just a bunch of fucking weird animals. An ostrich takes off uh, running into the woods. Um, there's a couple other big cats. Um, there's just sort of, you can see various creatures kind of being released. Just a full menagerie of fun. Uh, you're pretty sure you see a kangaroo jump its way in there. Um, and then Everett, uh, to your horror, uh, you see a, a paunchy guy still somehow wearing a hat, um, uh, sort of, uh, get shoved off in, into the trees and you're pretty sure it's Harvey. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, um, you hear over the Bluetooth speaker, which has remarkably good range, um, a, a voice just saying, the wild hunt begins in five, four, um, meanwhile, inside, um, there's, there's pandemonium, like people are running for their weapons, but it's, it's in a very like rich people trying to get their jackets at the opera kind of way. So it's a lot of like, oh, well, normally they give us much more warning. I mean, I wasn't finished my Finger foods. It's just like a tray of weenies trying to quickly yeah. eat. Someone's like, I just poured a coffee. Um, <laughs> so much people doing a lot of cocaine really yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah, they're also not necessarily all old folks. It's like, I didn't get to finish vape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, two people come rushing out of a bathroom, like, trying to put their clothes back on. Like, there's a couple of ladies who are having sex who are desperately trying to get there. Like, oh, fuck, we're missing it. Um, and um, there's kind of complete chaos. And Seth comes running over. And... On the one hand, like everything's kind of going pear shaped, but on the other hand, there's there's a thrill, kind of a thrill to the air, and he's like, "So Iris, oh oh good, you've met Lily. That's wonderful. Um, Iris, are you are you ready? It, it's time for you to experience the thrill of the wild hunt. And remember, all of the all of the the, the creatures out there are serving a greater purpose, just like you or I. By adding their energy to your own, you will do so much good for so many people." So really, just think of it as a willing sacrifice on their part. And have fun. Oh, good. You got a cool bow. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, do you volunteer as tribute? And he kisses his three fingers and holds them up. He's like, it's a little Hunger Games joke for you. All right. I'll see you out there. I'll see you out there. Good hunting. Good hunting. Um, and uh, as he goes to leave, um, the lawyer just like bounces into him. Um, and he's like, oh, uh, Eric. Uh, oh, Eric. Hey, maybe some water, bud. You know, you want some electrolytes? You, you gotta, 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 gotta stay sharp, bud. Um, and uh, Eric's just like, you just, you just make sure that uh, it's just fast for Jerome if you get him before me, right? He's a good guy. We just gotta do the thing. And um, Seth's like, yep, yep. Uh, that'll be up to whoever uh, catches him. 
You knew what this was, Eric. In any case, uh, if you'll excuse me, um, and he goes, and uh, he's got, like, um, uh, Guillermo comes rushing over with, like, a bandolier of uh, throwing knives and a rifle. Uh, it looks like a, like a, just a, the fanciest, fanciest tech rifle uh, you've ever seen. It's clearly got a lot of money and is probably not as useful as, as an old, old school rifle. <clears throat> and um, he, uh, he sort of um, lets out a battle cry uh, where he's like, Gimme sets you up right! And then a bunch of the people in Vest yell the same thing, and then he runs off into the woods. Um, Iris, what do you do? Hmm. I'm probably gonna try to incapacitate Mr. Brooke. I want to take his weapon, tie him up somewhere, just kind of lock him up safe. Um, okay, I think, uh, go ahead and roll me a persuasion check of some sort. Let's say charisma and, or are you trying to, like, seduce him into a corner, or are you just trying to talk him into... I'll probably try to, like, very cursory seduce him. He seems uh, trashed enough that it's not going to take much. Yeah, it's going to be a real easy roll. And then just, um, just kind of, you know, either lock him in a closet or just put him somewhere out of the way, so I can, yeah, I right. can, I can have him later. So give me um, charisma <laughs> and um, we'll say persuasion, please. It's not your strong suit, is it? No, charisma and persuasion. persuasion. Neither <laughs> of those are my strong suits. If only this had been a fist fight. <laughs> I manipulate their fist into missing by persuading it to aim elsewhere. Five successes. Good God. Okay. <laughs> Let's get you into a fist fight soon. Um, so, yeah, you... He ties you, himself up. <laughs> Yeah, so I think you uh, you grab him, and your the goal is to like seduce him into going somewhere. Like in terms of in Hitman terms, you want to take him to like a non-patrolled closet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, what do you what do you say to him um, as he's 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 desperately trying to load shells into uh, into a shotgun, and he's like putting them in backwards, and then trying to cock it and be like, ah. Oh. I mean, like normally, I if if he was God. if he was sober, I would have I totally put on dumb dissy blonde voice, but I don't have the patience or the time, so I'm literally just gonna go up to him and sarcastically say, "You sound like a big, strong, capable man in this hunt. Want to help me?" Show me how to use the my 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 little gun over here. He's like, sure thing, sweet tits. Look how good I am at loading this gun. And then he tries to cock it, and the bullet gets jammed. He's like, oh, I need a fresh one. This one sucks. And he throws it on the ground. Uh, and luckily, there weren't any shells properly loaded. Um, and ev- this guy's gonna blow his own. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been also good. Uh, everyone kind of gives him some space, and he's like, oh, "Okay, well, <laughs> well, they sort that out. I show you how to use your gun. I got a gun, too. That's what I say to ladies at bars." Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, yeah, I he's like, it. "You're you're just kind of guiding him as he like stumbles, um, and uh, as as he starts to go, Lily kind of gives you a strange look. She's like, um." I, Iris, what what are you doing? The the hunt's begun. I know his wife. I'm need, I'm just gonna tuck him away. <laughs> um, she just smiles and now she says, "I knew you were one of the good ones." Okay, well I'll I'll wait for you, but um, yeah, it'd be a real shame. It's gonna be so sad when he vomits on that suit. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Okay. Well, see you in a few minutes then. 
Bye. Oh, such a good person. Um, she says as she like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't loads loads her like <laughs> checks the uh, the scope on her crossbow. Um, so yeah, so you lead him into um, there's sort of like an unused uh, small room nearby that uh, seems to be like you open the door and the air is stale. Like n- clearly no one has come or gone. Uh, this is a building large enough to have rooms upon rooms. So you, you shove him in, um, you tie him up. Um, it's the, do you say it's anything the, to him? Just, it's the Roomba room. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It at one point would have been like a stately room that you could serve tea in. Now the Roombas hang out in there. Um, okay, so you tie him up. Uh, do you say anything to him or you knock him out or are you just leaving him? I think I just there? tie him up and leave him there. He's pretty drunk. <laughs> He's like, cool, you learned how to use the rope gun. Yeah, That's great. yeah I did. I'm going to have a nap, though. Oh, I think that's the best idea you've had. You tell him I did good. And then he passes out. Um, cool. So, meanwhile, uh, Everett and Ridley. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, at the ringing of the bell, Ridley's off like a shot. Yeah. Fuck stealth. It's right. just so a monster through the, the woods. Um, the, the timer runs down, um, and you see um, sort of four flares are shot up into the sky. Um, it's already pretty bright. Uh, it's a pretty like cloudless, cloudless evening, um, and the moon's pretty bright. So you've got like pretty decent visibility. Aside from obviously the woods being like when there's clearings, you have decent sight lines. But when there isn't, there aren't. Um, the flares go up, and briefly, kind of the woods are bathed in red. Um, and um, with with kind of a collective whoop, you see uh, a bunch of the party guests just spill into the woods. So here's my my kind of like operational question for this. Um, Ridley, you're aiming to just like fucking murder anyone with a weapon. Is that correct? Correct. Cool. Uh, Everett, what is what is your operating order for this? Uh, find Harvey. Okay. Straight up going for Harvey. Uh, presumably, oh, Ridley would also need to protect. I, this is so dark, and I doubt it's true. I doubt there are children. But if there were children, that's a game changer. Uh, for happily, Ridley. there are no children. Oh, good. Then we can just fucking kill all the rich um, people. That's great. You also, um, I believe, were provided a visual description of Dominic Looney. So keep your eyes out for her as yep. well. Um, all right. So with that, um, the the wild hunt begins, um, unknowing that there are hunters. Other hunters in the woods. Inception <laughs> hunters who hunt the hunted, hunting the hunts. Um, and, hunting uh, the wild hunt? Yes, exactly. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, Lily turns to you, um, Iris, and she says, So, you ready to go get enlightened? Oh boy, am I ever. Uh, and with that, the two of you dash out into the woods. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, and Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, featuring storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Tom McGee, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M R K R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kai Engel, and all our ads use tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dumb Dumbs and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also get merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice and you can join our Patreon of Darkness, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. 
That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, 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 ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish